Hey everybody, this is Steve. And this is Parnell. And this is Flippin' and Mashing. Welcome back, everybody. We are bad. Well, we've been gone for a little bit, but we've been doing stuff. We've been at CES. We've been doing a lot of stuff for work. I, I know. We're, we're neglecting you guys, but we're here now. We're... And we have... This, uh, this episode's gonna be huge. We are probably one of the only podcasts or... I think, I think we're the only podcast. played it. Right. Played the Monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also played a couple one-up arcade cabinets that aren't released yet. Right. So we have a lot of news and reviews to talk about. Exactly. So we've been gone for a while, but we got some great content for you guys today. So we again, like you said, we're the only people, I think, right now podcasting about the monsters. We're the oh only people God. who have played the new one-up uh, arcade games that yeah. come out. I'm way too excited Including to this episode. a new tabletop. That didn't exist oh, beforehand. Yep, the cocktail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. Anyways... Let's just get right into it then. Uh, CES. Okay, so we're going to do a trip report. Sure. So this will be kind of breaking down um, our trip, things we did, played, and then I think we'll just kind of hold off on the monsters until toward the end. Yeah. So that it's its own big segment. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, For starters, uh, we, we... Going on an airplane trip, doing all this different stuff, obviously we packed stuff with us. What did you... What did you bring game-wise? I brought my Switch. Same. Uh, before I left, I just had bought Aquamotor Racing Utopia. Right. And it really is not that great of a game. I tested it. I personally dislike it. But go on. I, so I brought it. Sure. And you never played it, obviously. Uh, no. No. But when I booted my Switch up to make sure like updates were done and any game updates, um, I remember hearing that Retro City Rampage was on sale for nine ninety nine. Oh and yeah, Retro City Rampage is kind of like a throwback, like Grand Theft Auto One or Two. So it's the top-down kind of sixteen-bit look. Okay. Um, and it's, wait, but is it related to Rampage? What is it? No, it's not. What is it? It's its own little game. But I'm saying, like, what is it? Like, is it like a is it like a Grand Theft Auto where yeah, you like drive no. steel cars and yeah, stuff like that? Totally. Okay, gotcha. Um, there's a story. Or you can play free, free, like free mode, where you just run around, do whatever you want, steal cars, kill people, sure, uh, collect things. And how much was it again? It was nine ninety nine. Okay. Um, this is kind of—I don't know if it's a prequel, but the same company that made it is now going to release Hawaii Shakedown, which looks like a really good version of a top-down open-world game. Okay. Uh, way better graphics, a lot more to do. But I think you can drive boats and all sorts of crap. Cool. Retro cities, kind of. You're in a you're in a city, more like you, New York or something. Pretty much just like Grand Theft Auto One. Gotcha. And um, this Hawaii one. This is a new game, right? New game. It's been delayed for freaking ever. Maybe a year. So delay. it's supposed to look retro. It's indie, obviously. The Hawaii Shakedown. Yeah. This no, no, oh, it's no. new. Oh, it does look okay. It's the, not like sorry. it's not like I was 4K thinking the way you, you were describing the other one that this one was also like a 16 bit. Oh of no, thing. no no no! Gotcha. Better than that. Gotcha. Um, Retro City was supposed to be like this, though. And the funny part is they make a lot of callbacks to, like, old movies and games. Mm-hmm. So it has, like, a cool nostalgia factor of, like, they poke fun at all this other stuff. Okay. Cool. So I loaded that up. I bought that. loaded it up. Did you play it at all? I did. I played it on the plane. That's good. Good. <laughs> well, what else did you play? Anything else? Or you probably just watched a lot of videos, movies. I just watched a ton of movies. Because Same. when I got on the plane, um, I'm not old, old, but... I get motion sickness like mm. nobody's business now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so when the plane is pretty smooth, I can play no problem. Mm-hmm. The hard part I have, though, is, like, even the switch after a while, just because where you put your elbows on the armrest and stuff, mm-hmm. it's just uncomfortable as hell to play. Mm. The best way to play your switch on a plane is to put your tabletop up, undock, undo your little Joy-Cons, and then play uh, play with it sitting there. I understand what you're saying, and I would agree with you. I just was too worried that we'd hit turbulence and this thing would just go flying. So, But I, I agree with you. Otherwise, your neck is craned the whole entire time, just and looking straight down at your lap. Yeah. yeah. So here's the other problem. When you uh, undock your little Joy-Cons, mm-hmm. you can't have airplane mode on. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, either way, I I didn't do that. I, I just I held it in handheld the whole entire it, time. Mm, annoying. Very annoying. I hear you. But and th- I guess the only thing that I had, uh, I guess, irritating was just me looking straight down yeah. for, like, hours. And your neck hurts. Yeah. Because what's that? It's like a four-hour flight well, yeah, from Minneapolis but, well, to Vegas. Plus, there was a, I had a mini flight beforehand as well. Oh, yeah. Heading from uh, Duluth to uh, the Twin Cities. So I had I had two flights. Did you play any other games? No. Okay. I watched... Now, you brought a Razer with Razer phone. Did you yeah. put any games on that? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I, just... I love how you think I actually do stuff. <laughs> I don't know. So I... I... Hey, we'd... Hang on. Go ahead. We did it again. We forgot to crack our oh, drink. I, and I've, what, I've been staring at this can. I want to drink it really bad. This is what makes us unique. And we haven't done it. <laughs> We've been so bad the last couple episodes. Yeah. Well, we, I was trying to get us some special drinks just for this episode. And I'm a day off. I, I ordered some drinks. They'll, they'll be here tomorrow. But um, So we'll have the same for the next. Yeah. Exactly. Which we should do soon. Right. I'm actually going to Chris's house uh, this weekend. Excellent. So you guys, you should definitely talk about that next week as well, or whenever. Uh, we should probably do like a remote. That's even oh. time this weekend. We can. That's even cooler. Yeah, we should do that. All right, let's crack these open. We got ourselves some Mountain Dew. Uh, I got uh, the craft beer ones. I got. Uh, They're not craft beer. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Your uh, Taco Bell Cantina is just like screwed you up because not only can you get Taco Bell. You, you can get, get shots of the... Oh, yeah. That's another thing shots, we did at CES. The, yeah. the liquor, Mountain Dews, mm-hmm. and you get a DJ, and that's all you've been having on your mind. <laughs> no. So, anyways, the, yeah, this Mountain Dew, I have uh, the black label one. You got what? The white label one? I got one. the white label. Yeah. It's tropical citrus. Mine's uh, crafted blackberry. Oh, it's fucking good. Mine has... Oh, Almost a hundred less calories than yours. Why? Well, you'll have to ask Mountain Dew. I guess. I guess. Anyways, um, I brought uh, my Nintendo Switch and my uh, Razer phone. I loaded up both. Well, I didn't load up the Nintendo Switch. I already had games for the Nintendo Switch. But I loaded up the Razer with a bunch of games, trying to figure out which ones would be good. And I was going to like test them on the way down there. And due to your recommendations, I bought Riptide. The Renegade, the new one. Yes. Yeah. Which is the jet ski game, and it's arcadey. It feels really good. It's got good music. I enjoyed it a lot. I had a fun time with it. That company, um, God, what is their name? They made Hydra Thunder Hurricane. Um, I don't. obsessed with them. I forget their name. I wrote one of my messages, like my emails to them, they put on their website. <laughs> oh, really? Vector. Vector unit. Yeah. They have one of the best, because they also, the two guys did Blood Wake for Xbox. They have some of the best uh, water physics engine 
which is why they were brought on to do Hydro Thunder. They make very fun, arcadey feeling games. They do a good job. I want to protest to bring, have them bring another Hydro Thunder. I want Microsoft to bring another Hydro Thunder out. The, well, they should. It's it's easy money for them. I don't understand why they don't. To be honest, what are they working on right now? I don't know. Losing the console war. Well, they just yeah. They just need to focus on just pumping out good, fun, arcadey games, or just make arcade games, actual arcade like consoles. Hey, not, not consoles. <clears throat> what do you call them? No, they they just released the Halo game. Dude, Microsoft Vector should... ve- Vector One made the Halo game. No, but oh. I'm saying Microsoft just let the Halo license be used in an arcade. They should just let licenses come out like to Roth Rills and just let some of these good licenses be made into arcade. Right. Speaking of which. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. So, so, so also, uh, I played a lot of uh, also. Um, I pretty much stayed so how'd ex- you like? on the way down. I, exclu- I was almost 100% exclusively on my Razer phone. I barely took out the Switch at all. On the Is way Because it hurt your elbows? No, I just was lazy. <laughs> so how would you like the Riptide? It was good. It was a fun time. Beat it? I enjoyed it. Uh, I couldn't play. It. No, I didn't beat it. It's like a hundred hours worth of content. There, there's a lot of stuff. We we were supposed to look to see how far you got versus me because I wanted to see if you're stuck where I got stuck. No, I did not make it. No, I I was flicking back and forth between a lot of games and movies, videos, and stuff like that. I was too ADHD to mm. continue to stay on one thing the whole entire time because I would get bored. Like I'd I'd play Riptide for a while for maybe like half hour or something like that and then uh i would because i think it's just because i'm sitting there confined oh, looking dude, down the whole entire time yeah i wanted just to keep switching to other stuff so i played that i think the hard part is the flight from minneapolis to vegas mm-hmm. there's no it's only economy or first class there's no real business class on those planes and usually that's what we fly because uh, it's like a good compromise of more room it's comfortable, but it doesn't cost as much as first. Right. But they don't have business class on the Delta flights. No, they do not. So we had Comfort Plus, which is literally 5% more seat recline. Maybe it's 7 Free drinks, but you're in economy. <laughs> but the drinks are there that are free is like water. What? I got liquor. You? What? Yeah. The whole... You didn't know this? I did not I ordered this. it, and uh, my one of my coworkers next to me was like freaking out that she was pulling out cash. I'm like... It's all good, girl. <laughs> really? No, I did not know this at all. I, I would have been ordering other stuff. Like they would come down with uh, we we waters and we stuff. We get free I t- food I took and one snack. water. That was about it. Or, I'm sorry, time. drinks and snack or free and comfort plus. But but you're but we were. What my whole point was, you're pinned in three people wide, and so you're just your shoulders are scrunched and it, it's just super uncomfortable. Right. To do much. Well, I was always aisle seat, so I didn't have that much of a problem. Oh, I, I was getting Because if all was filled, I could just literally just lean into the aisle, not who cares. Oh, stretch stretch my one leg out nice and good, too. Right. Yeah. Just just, <laughs> just trip people. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> so uh, the hard part was Delta's TV system has actually been pretty good recently. Yes. They have a lot of good stuff on there. So I got to watch... And I have not seen the, the first Ant-Man, but I got to see Ant-Man and the Wasp. And it's good. The movie? Yeah. Did you watch it? I did. And did you it's entertaining. It? I enjoyed it. I'll tell you what. 
I had also not seen it. I was in a bar the other day, and it was on, and I was like, "Holy cow, this is a kind of a cool movie." Because I had never given it, I never gave it a chance, and then I was sitting there. I don't know why you like it because you like your superheroes serious. This is an unserious movie. Good point. But maybe it was also because I I didn't pay for it, and I was sitting in a bar, and it didn't really matter. Hmm. Well, I was. How about this? I had very low expectations for it. I thought it was going to be garbage because of everything you just said. And then I watched it, and I thought this is really fun. They do some really cool badass stuff. Um, the ending was a cliffhanger. Holy guacamole. I never made it that far, to be honest. Uh, you should have watched it on the plane then. Um, it is a really good movie, but it's not serious. And that's okay, because it's really good entertainment. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's, it's cool it's, it's a, a superhero movie. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if you went into it with your thought of this superhero has to be serious, you're going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Right. What else did I watch? I don't remember what I watched on the way down. It was... Oh, I started watching Bob's Burgers or something. Sure. I just I was just yeah. trying to kill time. Yeah, I downloaded a lot of content. Downloaded like so. What other games did you play? Oh, now one Super thing, Mario Run. No, I re- I had to realize that everything needs to be offline if you're going to be up in the air. So most of the games that I play are all online. Yeah. So like I couldn't play Legends. I could well uh, Shadowgun Legends. I couldn't play. The, the Marvel Champions, like, fight fighting game and stuff like that. All that stuff that I normally play is all... Because it hooks up with your Snapchat. And so you like to do your little <laughs> Snapchat link. <Lincoln. They> just... <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I played a lot of uh, Marvel's Telltale game, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. <clears throat> oh, yeah. And the Telltale games, I think Telltale's done. Yes. Like they went out. They're but... finished. I think they're, yeah. It's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure, or it's just kind of like a story, right? Yeah, it's it's a story. Um, it is kind of choose-your-own-adventure, but very... You're, you're going down one path, but you get to kind of, I guess, make people feel good it's about you. Like, it's almost like an animated you. cartoon. Yes. It's not, you, just you are watching a movie when you play that game. Yeah. It's, it's very little game. And that's what I wanted to actually almost discuss on this show, was these Telltale games, to me... I don't know if you can even classify them as a game. Like, especially now that Netflix has Choose Your Own Adventure uh, movies and stuff like that. Oh, my that. God. I just learned about one, and I was like, what are you talking about? And so I want to go try it. I don't right. remember what it was, but So now that they have movie content, video content that's Choose Your Own Adventure, that's what I would base these Telltale games as. They're not – I don't want to cra- – I'm not crapping on them. I think that there's great uh, content. I just don't – no, if you can even call it a game. Uh, to me, when they first released, uh, I remember playing or like watching the first one for Walking Dead because I was really big into The Walking Dead mm-hmm. when it came out. And I remember it was like, this is like a animated comic book. Yeah. Which was fine. I, I liked it. No, it it's it's like, good. Because like back then, or when you get obsessed with something, you can't get enough of it. Uh-huh. You just want to soak in, like, so everything Walking Dead. Right. So I was trying to get the comics, the TV show, the this game. Like, it just, I couldn't get enough Walking Dead. So Sure. Um, I can totally see it being a really good time killer. I think that these, maybe, one is, like you said, it is a good time killer. But maybe this is for non-gamers. People who aren't really interested in gamers, for one, these are free on Android and iOS. Well, I, I don't know if they released free. 
They are free currently. Well, it's because the company doesn't exist. <laughs> right. Well, you can you can buy expansions to them. Let's like, oh, maybe that's what they did. So yeah. So let's say it's like a five chapter like like a story, whatever. They'll give you the whole first chapter for free, and I think it has a conclusion. Maybe it has a cliffhanger. I don't know. I didn't make it all the way to the end. But either way, you get that whole first chunk, which is a lot of content. Because I I played it for a good chunk of my flight, and I never made it to the end, which is several hours. But uh, I liked it a lot. It's really fun. And I think somebody who's maybe not a gamer, this would be a great game for you. Because it's basically watching a cutscene the whole entire time. Yeah. Which, on some epic games like Metal Gear Solid, I literally could watch someone play it and be completely happy. Mm-hmm. Because it's just, it's an it's like a movie. If right. It's its own definitely movie like that. I beat Starlink finally while on the flight back, and it was good. I love that game. I'm really, I'm really happy I bought that game. It's funny that I mean, because you bought it, thinking and playing it like you were Star Fox only. Yes, and so you're happy with that as a Star Fox game. Yes, sweet. I wish I had another Star Fox game to play, to be honest. And we do technically have one here in the office that I I want to at some point try out. Uh, but playing the whole game through as Star Fox and with him being in the vast majority of all the cutscenes, it really felt like I was playing. Uh, if it wasn't a Star Fox game, it was a heavily influenced Star Fox game is what it felt like to me. And I plus he has this, like I said, I think many times on this podcast before, he has this huge story all devoted just to him. So if you had like an Xbox it would probably, it wouldn't be as fun to me because all you'd have is just the Starlink. You wouldn't have any Star Fox in it at all. It would suck. But and they had discounted that game recently, or maybe around Christmas, for the physical version. Sure. So I had almost thought about picking it up to play it later, but you know how when you buy stuff to play later, mm-hmm. you just never play it. And this last weekend, they had a bunch of free content on there, like free ships and stuff to try out. So I did. I didn't buy any, but. Uh, I played with new weapons and stuff like that and had a good time with that. But I didn't, I just, it was a fun free weekend with the stuff. I played with the new toys, but I didn't buy anything. Would you, after playing, would you go uh, buy any of those upgrade packs? I think you said they're five bucks at Best Buy. I don't know. See, I beat it now. Yeah, but like you said, once you beat it, you can still go back. You can do tons of roam. Right. Well, that's, that was another thing. So I beat it and there were still many planets that were still like controlled by i don't know figure what they call themselves they're not the empire but essentially that the bad guys right they're they're controlled by these uh by this entity and i'm trying to think oh well i didn't save the galaxy i destroyed these people over here but there's still a lot of the galaxy which is like under their control like what am i going to do is it just over now but then no it's not over they go into like another like mini cutscene because they must assume that a lot of you have not finished the rest of the game. So to continue to have you push to save the rest, you know, to complete, if you will, the rest of the game, they have a cutscene which does a good job of pushing you right back into the world, which is good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that's cool because then you can go back and kind of screw around, but you don't lose your entire progress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh it's such a fun game to me that uh, I probably will play it quite a bit more. I don't know if I'm going to buy more stuff for it. That's the thing. I, when I first got into it, I wanted to buy everything. Yeah, and yeah. And now I'm glad I didn't. Because now that it's... Uh, I got the story all completed, and I can still play a lot, 
it's not as valuable to me to own all this extra stuff. Well, that's the, the I have this problem too is like when it's new and shiny, you just want everything yes. right away. And the good thing is that you need to sleep on it, yep. wait to see if you do actually need or want a bunch of it. Mm-hmm. Because in reality, you don't probably. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's cool. They're cool and little you, collectibles. You the physical game, right? Correct. Ooh, I could play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can give you the, the disc. Not the disc, whatever it's called. Oh, easy, Steve. We've upgraded the little SD card looking things. Yeah. <laughs> what are they called? They're just, just cards? Like cartridges? Cartridge. That's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, I probably I, I think I played some other games as well, but those were the main ones. That I, I beat Starlink, and I played a That's lot crazy of. That's crazy! You beat it. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's move on. So we get to Vegas. We get to the booth. We uh, I touched down and I ran to the booth. I wanted to make sure that our booth was being set up, and that uh, I was kind of like not the booth manager, but I definitely was the one and by the way for, for those who are listening this is not like flipping and mashing's booth this is we we, we, we work didn't for have a booth? <laughs> <laughs> we, we work for a tech company so we our business was down there so we were setting up that booth not our little, oh yeah, yeah my, our, i should have yeah, clarified that. yeah just so people don't understand like uh we're, we're and mashing had a presence there i guess technically we're worldwide yeah but uh we, we were meaning to like do any live streaming we were gonna record we did some live streaming oh vi- video yes. yes yeah you're right but but go on um i wanted to do go to a couple like the pinball hall of fame and new york new york's arcade yeah. and kind of then sit down with you and do a recording at night sometime to kind of catch up things but it was a very chaotic week it was it was far busier than uh i expected because oh, totally. we we had a lot of plans what we were going to do and it turned into just kind of running with your head chopped off. So Saturday I got in in the afternoon. You came in Sunday. Yeah. So I ran to the booth on Saturday afternoon, kind of evening, mm-hmm. and I f- of course I had to go by Stern's booth. They didn't have the games up yet. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first went by, they had nothing up. They're just just their tower, which looks like a mushroom with like a ramp and a ball up top. Well, it's a big popper. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Looks like a mushroom. Well, it looks like a mushroom because it's so tall. Like, there's no popper on the planet that's that tall. Usually, poppers are nice and short. I love which, which, which is which is all it is. It's just the the popper head essentially. And then um, I swung by Arcade One Ups because it was in the same building, mm-hmm. and uh, I saw they were setting up all their games, and they literally just were unboxing like retail games and setting them up. Um, so I saw all their new games. And I made a post on Reddit, and I didn't leak any info to the public because I wanted to respect the company's privacy. Yeah, you had a, you had a lot of uh, inner debate with yourself <clears throat> of oh how, how much content you wanted to post to the internet or be the first guy to post or something like that. Um, but I posted up on Reddit about Arcade One Up, and I was like, "You guys are in for a surprise," because there was a handful of games that no one expected. Um, the rumors about Mortal Kombat were. Well, it was true that it was coming, but it was they didn't have the right game list. Like mm-hmm. the actual cabinet is one, two, three. Yep. Well, three ultimate, whatever you want to call it. But the rumors on the internet were two, three, four, which doesn't actually make sense. So I I don't know where that came from. Sure. <clears throat> but like out of nowhere, they had Golden Tea, mm-hmm. and they had Karate Champ with Burger Time and stuff on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there. What was that uh, Street Fighting game that they had? Street Fighter. No. It's called like Final Fight or something. Oh, Final Fight. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that like, like that, that. actually, I think, was my favorite game there. Final and I've fight? never heard of Final Fight. Before. Oh, so if you know Streets of Rage, Final mm-hmm. Fight is like the precursor to that. Oh, is it? It's that same style. 
I, I knew it was the same style. I didn't know it was a precursor. I thought it was like a knockoff or something. Oh, yeah, no. But it, it was a good game. Uh, love those games. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the cocktail there. And then um, if you... The if cocktail you, table. So, yeah. like, uh, you were... What game was on it? It was... Mortal Kombat? It was Street Fighter. Oh, Street but Fighter. they have, like, 12 or 20 games on it. But uh, a lot of the cabinets that were multi-game, they kind of had disabled to only one game. So, like, Karate Champ only played Karate Champ. Do you Champ. think it's disabled? It was disabled for the show because a lot of them, like, Golden Teen stuff, weren't... They were waiting licensor approval. Oh. And, they're like, Mortal Kombat isn't shipping until, like, June. Sure. So, like... There's a lot of unknowns that they're now like locking in, so that at the show you only get to play the one game. But I thought the little cocktail table was the coolest thing that was there because we had all seen what uh, the arcade machines look like. Of course, yeah, they look like a, a tiny arcade machine, but to actually have the little tiny table, like this is really cool. I want to put this in my son's like toy room, whatever, and we can sit here and play this game. And it is literally three quarter cocktails. So, yeah, like, it is you, tiny. You need to sit down. And it, I don't know if they had wheels on it, but it definitely wiggled when you got really I into it. It might have had wheels on it. Um, and I think it's plexi on top, so it might scratch up. But again, it's a toy. It's not a real arcade unit. Correct. Um, it's not like the fancy Pong games. Yeah, so then uh, it's not real. Uh, like Atari didn't bring it out, but there's a company that makes these new versions of Atari's Pong. And they are <clears throat> incredible. And they have a new bar top version mm-hmm. that can go up and down. They have like a lounge version. And then they have the yeah the, the seated one, and then they have the home unit. And what's so cool, for those who are listening, like Pong, why are we even talking about Pong? What's so cool about this is, one, it's all RBG lit. Like, it looks fancy. It looks Everywhere. cool. The cabinet It looks lit, sturdy. It looks strong. Lit. And then the actual Pong game itself is not digital. It's in 3D. So you have, like, an actual... I don't what what are they made out of plastic maybe? Yeah, they're probably plastic. So you have a, a square plastic pong ball flying back and forth and then you have like your bo- your borders and what do you call them like they're the, paddles. Well, like the bars, I'm saying. Yeah, but they're pad I mean they're kind of like a paddle to push it back. Sure. But those are also in 3D. So they're risen up. And like I don't know if they're on magnets or what they're on. I don't know if it's a magnet, but there's definitely mechanics underneath the playfield that bring the ball back and forth and your paddle moves and it's all mechanized it's very fancy looking it's very cool everyone who played them loved them stern we were talking to stern they were right next to them and they were also kind of raving about them they thought they were so cool um the route we have with the bar he has a second bar and i totally think he should he should totally honestly bar top game he should get yeah i'm gonna send him some links to it he's kind of a uh tight with his wallet but at the same time this is a cool thing that when somebody sees it or some let's say another bar in town puts this in there it's going to be a big deal because yeah. people love it um and they the bar top one is super cool so it has built-in cup holders on each corner mm-hmm. it almost looks like a bubble hockey base mm-hmm. but it can go down it can go up so that you can change the height so you can be standing you can bring it down and be sitting um it has coin mechs and bill acceptors and all that and then i was talking to the guy i don't think you were there um and because i kind of said hey do you guys have another game in mind because i think me and you were talking it's like we could they in theory could make so many retro games in the 3d mechanized space and he said yes there's another game and they're being worked on and there also are updates to new pong versions so they're not done with pong yet well you want to 
probably milk that out as much as you can. But, and yeah. they are because they keep coming out with like different types the, of tables. But dude, the hard part is the home unit came out on Kickstarter and there's people that kickstarted it and still haven't gotten their table yet. Really? And so even on my pinball forum on pin side, there's people saying, this is great, but I still haven't gotten my table. So I'm super, like, they're still pissed and it's like, it is pretty shitty. Very interesting. So they're not releasing to other people, are they? Yeah, you can buy these. So I can go online right now, buy it, and the person who kickstarted it still won't get theirs. Yep. Very interesting. I thought when you first said it, like, they're, they're really slow with production. But you're saying they're just skipping people. The company is. I guess That's the hard, hard part is, because there's technicalities to this, distributors, they use a distribution network similar to Stern. There are distributors with units that you could buy and get one today. Hmm. So it's not the distributor that needs to get it to the Kickstarter. It's the main company. The parent company needs to ship it right to the Kickstarter. That's so strange. Um, which super sucks. And the hard part is they. I know the price the Kickstarter people paid was a lot lower than what they are to make. Kind of like a hindsight. like Oh. They produced them. All of a sudden they're like, oh, shit, it's going to cost more than... Then we'll the 2500 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't know if they're kind of trying to sell to the public so they can generate money to pay for those. That could Kickstarter. be. That but could they're, be what the plan is. I'm not too sure how good their communication is to the Kickstarter backers on getting them info. Or well, maybe they're shipping them slow. Yeah, that's one thing that we've personally learned is that you have to communicate with your uh, your Kickstarters. Yeah. They, Even if it's bad news, you just they just want to know what's going on. Because silence is deadly. Yes, it is. Um, All right. So, so I went, yeah, go ahead. got the booth, and every day, so I'm like Monday through Friday, I was, I would take the long way to our booth. I'd yep. go through Stern and Arcade one up every yep. day, there and back. So I'd play Monsters multiple times a day. <laughs> yeah, we played a lot of pinball while we were there. A lot more than I expected to play. So then you show up, and I don't know, I think Monday, me, you, and a coworker went to uh, New York, New York. Yes. I didn't, uh, we one... We like took the monorail down at MGM, then had a walk through MGM, then across the street. It was like a big... As a side note, I think the monorail is pretty cool. <clears throat> it's super handy. Yeah. We, we, when it's not packed. Oh, my God. Which it usually isn't packed. And like for all the days that it wasn't convention day, it was absolutely fine. Oh, as yeah. soon as convention day hit, I was like, oh, my God, what is going on? It was like a Jap- Japanese uh, train. It was insane. It was packed. It was not. There was police yelling at you to push in. Yep. Move on. <laughs> it was. It was crazy. But uh, and then not only that, it's like, well, fine. Well, may, I'm just not even going to take this. I'm going to take a, a Uber or something. That's even worse. That was way worse. The streets were clogged to hell. I mean, this was the best option, and it was painful. But whatever. So Monday we went to New York, New York arcade. Yes. So we. Big travel time, but then we get there, and yeah. f- finding the arcade is another pain in the ass. Right, the signage is like mediocre at best. There's no way you would find it. No, there's no way you. We, we just had to just guess. I think it's over here. So we get up there, and you walk in, and it's just redemption, and you kind of have this like you know falling pit in your stomach of yes. Oh, you gotta be kidding. I was very disappointed when I first walked in there because all I, could, all I saw was redemption games, and for those like like Chris who like redemption games, this is probably a heaven for them. But I thought this. Is just a kid arcade, uh, a kid casino inside of a casino. Mm-hmm. This is stupid. 
This is exactly what they did. They, they sucker punched me, telling me that they got an arcade up here, and they just want money. And that's even worse, because now I'm not even getting money Like if I win. I'm just going to get like a stuffed animal or something. But go on. And so we kind of hesitantly walked in. Yeah, we just kept going. Yeah. But then there was another room, and it had arcade games. A much larger room. And then there was another room you walk through, and there's more arcade games. Mm-hmm. And then finally, at the end of that room, you see this row of pinball. Yeah. A large row of pinball. And there's about 10 to 12 games. Yeah, a, m- a lot more than I Pretty expected. Pretty much all new Stearns. Mm-hmm. Great games. But we walk around the corner of the second room, and uh, what did you say, Steve? And this is packed with families. Yeah, packed with families, lots of little kids all over the place. Um, we round the corner, and I see... Uh, the big, huge four-player Halo game, and I scream, fuck, so loud, because I couldn't believe that it, it was here. I just, it just flew out of my mouth, and I, as soon as it came out, and as soon as I came down from my, like, little high, holy shit, uh, I looked around, and everyone's heads were staring at me, and I was like, oh, god damn it, Steve, you're such an idiot. <laughs> you're such an idiot. God, uh. But we, anyways. I, we were so excited to see that I, game. I, I, I was jacked i couldn't believe it i was like this is here this is now we're playing this for the the rest of the day the hard part was it was full yeah people wanted to play it It wasn't just us who wanted to play it (laughs) my goodness uh so we kind of walked around they had a bunch of the the games that they have at our local arcade a couple a couple obviously they have a lot more but uh like they they had the jurassic park and they had some other games but um, Mm -hmm. i threw threw some money on the pinball played walking dead yeah i played uh Star Wars, I played um, what's Deadpool? Deadpool. I also played Guardians of the Galaxy, which is good. Their Deadpool was set up wrong, though. Like, what do you mean? Um, the katana shot, has to, you shoot it to the right of the game, and it like has to hit a curve, and then it goes through pops up a ramp. And if your game's not level right... You just it clunks and it doesn't go up the ramp and it was set up to be a little it was a little clunky, but we had well, to play a bunch well, of games and it was good. Yeah, I mean, they, they had Aerosmith there. They had a, a ton. They had they had a lot of really great games. That one I had only seen on like oh they had Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, not the Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah, but they had they had the Stern game. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, and I think did you play it? No. Oh, that's a pretty fun game. Because I got super excited again. When I saw that, I didn't, I didn't scream fuck this time. <laughs> but I got, I got super excited again when I saw Paris the Caribbean. I was like, oh, my God. And then I went over there and I realized it was just the old one. I was like, oh, this is, it still looks good. It doesn't not look good. It just oh, the shit moves when you hit. Oh, it's a good game. I'm, I'm sure it is. I didn't play it, though, because it wasn't the one that fires the cannons back and forth, which, which is fine. I, I probably would have eventually played it. But we kept, at least I kept kind of keeping my eye out on over on the Halo game, waiting for an opening. So, what was your favorite art pinball machine that we played there? At, at there? Yeah, mm-hmm. New York, New York. I put a bunch of money on Deadpool because I hadn't played it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a lot further than I normally did when I played it in the Twin You series. did a really good job on that, actually. Yeah, I almost got... Three balls locked in the katana. I got two of them in there, and then I kept bricking that shot. That shot is so hard. Um, another thing is the right orbit clunks super hard against the side rail because there's, like, no metal there. It's, like, part of the shooter lane. Sure. Oh, when you hear that noise, it just makes you think that the game sucks. <laughs> but it's a fun game, 
and I was like able to fight like Sabretooth and mm-hmm. Mystique and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which I haven't never got that far before. Um, which is really cool because it looks like you have like you're playing a video game up on the DMD. Yeah, so for you guys watching, it was probably sweet. It was. It was much better for us. That's one thing I noticed when I was playing the game versus watching the game. Watching the game, I almost think is almost just as entertaining. I think it probably actually is just as entertaining because you can see so much stuff. Whereas you, your head's down, all you're looking at is the pinball flying around. Whereas us, up in the DMD, there's a ton of really cool stuff going on, and you're missing out on all of it. Yeah. Not a DMD, Steve. What? It's not a DMD. What is it called? It's an LCD screen. Oh. DMDs ended. Good point. With Ghostbusters. Good point. Um, that's hard because uh, Deadpool's good. That clunky shot really killed it for me. Um, what was the other game that you played a while? I don't remember. Walking Dead. Oh yeah, you I played Walking Dead a lot. Well, on a side note, on my way down to the airport to fly mm-hmm. out to Vegas mm-hmm. that Friday night, I went to my buddy's house south of the city, an hour south of the cities. And picked up a broken Joker poker. Yep. And I played <clears throat> tons of Walking Dead at his house, and he told me what to do. Oh, so you knew how to do it. And so all of a sudden, the game made sense to me, because I've never known how to play. I just kind of shoot around. Sure. Then we played a lot of Iron Maiden. Did his Walking Dead have all that blood all over it? Yeah. Okay. He has an LE, though. Okay. So his is, like, super bloodied up. Sure. Um, so I was just—I thought it was kind of cool that the glass had so much blood on. That's it. a sticker, like that's aftermarket. Okay. Um, so I really like The Walking Dead now. Now he showed me. I did. He did really good on that game when we played together. I did pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best I've ever done because he told me what to do. So I had an idea. So now when I went and played at New York, New York, I was like, okay, I kind of know what to do. So I kept trying. I kept putting money in. So I really like it. I want to play it. The hardest part is the stock sound is all voice actors and it's bad 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 so there's like people who've done sound mods that they took cuts from the tv show mm-hmm. shoved them in there so that it sounds more like the real people on the show sure let's stop mm, i don't want to go down that path um if you're gonna make a game well they use the character's well, voices here's the thing they took it says amc's the walking dead they have pictures of them on the cabinet yep. but then somebody the else's game, voice is on there the whole entire time if you want to do non-people from the show, or you don't pay one person to do all the call-outs, sure. then just use the comic book version or something. And honestly, it wouldn't have been hard to pay one person. They did it with Star Trek. They did it with Ghostbusters. Lord of the Rings. You don't have to have everyone in the cast. You only need one person, technically. Yeah. I, it's very disappointing, but it is what it is. They did it with Game of Thrones as well. I guess Lord of the Rings has more than just Gimli. Oh, yeah. They kind of all have voices on it. Yeah, I, I was thinking from my, I was thinking it was just Gimli. Um, well, we finally got to play Halo, which I I enjoyed it a lot. It's very arcadey. It's not as <clears throat> I just don't know why I was even expecting a story because uh, it's not a story. It's just an arcade game, four players. But uh, you don't have to play four. You don't have to play four. If you do, n- if somebody dies, the computer takes over for them. And the computer uh, auto-shoots for them. And they just kind of take care of their lane. Like, that's one thing I noticed about the game is even though there's four players. And you c- each player can shoot anywhere on the screen. Right. 
the main thing that you have to worry about is in front of you, what's coming at you right in front of you, because the other pl- people, in theory, should be taking care of their ends. And if, you are the, if you're playing with the computer, the computer is taking care of its end. You don't really have to worry about those guys coming over to hurt you. You just focus on what's in front of you. Now, if you guys are all humans, then you might have to worry about something coming from the side and hurting you because they didn't cover their guy. But we, I guess as players, we were good. We did it. We did are fine. Are you kidding me? We kept dying. Yeah, we spent a lot of money on it. I don't understand your point. It's an arcade game. It's <laughs> true, but wait, wait, it's a, you couldn't even get through one kind of chapter. Oh, we we were getting slaughtered, but that's because they credit. kept coming at us nonstop. I mean, it definitely was set to like almost hard. Yeah, they they were they were taking our money. You had hand to, over fist. You for had sure. to be you crediting up again to make it through one. But chapter. I don't think we could have done better. How's that sound? You don't want. I don't think we could have done a whole lot better. I think we could have. I, th- I thought we were doing really good, in my opinion. People kept shooting in my lane. Get in your own lane. I'm taking care of my stuff. That's because I took care of my lane. That's why I was oh, shooting in your lane. Up. My lane's already covered. I'm going to help you cover your lane. That's no, because then I'm over on your side because you guys were sucking it up over there. We were helping each other out is what you were trying <laughs> to say. <laughs> Teamwork at its best. <laughs> um, okay, so the look of the game. It's great. Gorgeous. It's huge. The, the outs- four players. Yeah, huge. exactly. Just from the outside alone. Not the actual game itself. Just from the outside. The actual, what do you want to call it? The the cabinet. Yeah, I don't. It's, it's gorgeous. Cool. It's huge. It's eye-catching. It is the center of attention. That's for sure. It's the biggest arcade game they had. Um, and then they kind of split it. So there's two TVs. They're angled to the two players on each side. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then above the two players where you sit is like, part of a halo like it loops up yep so you kind of get into the halo yep um and you have that big hand cannon yep everything about it felt good i liked how it shot i like i like the the volume was pretty high it was way too loud i guess that would be my only complaint is they had it cranked up like a son of a gun and it almost was like the sound effects are too high and but you couldn't hear what people were saying like the sfx was too high yeah the like talking volume of players in the game mm-hmm. can hear shit. One thing that was kind of cool was each one of the players, one through four, were an actual specific character. They weren't just, you know, just a, a faceless person. Are they ODST people or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They were all ODSTs. They were created obviously just for the game. Another thing that you pointed out is if you have a cell phone and you scan, there's like a, a QR code on it somewhere. Yeah. You can get like you link it to your Xbox yeah. Live account. Yep. You can do that, which I thought was cool. I don't really know what it does because it, cause it we gives you achievements it. that are only done via that game. Um, Master Chief showed up in it, which I thought was he, no- he kind of like swings in like a hero, saves you, yeah, blasts away, kind of runs away, right? But I, I was it was a cool like cameo, yeah. And he gives you he looks right at you, gives you like this nod, and then jumps off whatever. And I was like, ah, that was that was cool. That that was a good way to do it. Um, I was very impressed with the game. It, I guess for some reason I was expecting more, but I had to kind of take a step back and like, it's in our story. The hard part is there's kind of a story. Yes. And then when you pick a chapter, there's like a fan layout of them. So there's six or eight chapters. Yeah. And some, some of them are locked. They're not in any sort of weird order, but like when you play one chapter, it didn't seem like it, like you didn't really have to know a story. It Mm -hmm. just kind of throws you in like, get here, get here and then leave. Right. So it was kind of messed up. I think that story-wise, if you're going to base a story off of something, uh, I think that the one that we have in Duluth, Tomb Raider. Adventure. Oh, yeah. I think Tomb Raider has got a better story. Oh, totally. Uh, I was not impressed with the story, although 
we only played. We That's kind of true. like took over. We weren't there in the beginning, so we didn't yeah. get to see though. Because yeah, we took over somebody else's uh, game. Like we continued from their point. Yeah. Mm. I had a problem with the game. Go on. And maybe it's part of the settings, but like the game is was ungodly hard. Okay, not a big deal. It and it felt. I mean, really it probably bland. was. It probably was settings. It was a really bland shooter. You get somewhere, there's always a big guy, a bunch of little dudes. The big guy's harder to kill. You Rinse s- and repeat. You move a little bit, big guy, bunch of little guys. It was almost like very generic. And then you are forced to use a gun that you find or whatever. Yeah. So all of a sudden you go from like a really good machine gun to a fucking handgun. A handgun? And there's a swarm of the big guys and bad little dudes. And, and like, the handgun isn't it isn't good. It's it's that one really good gun from like Halo One, but it's not good in this scenario because you're used to just holding on the trigger and just hosing enemies. Oh, and you have to pump it, and you're like, holy crap! I have to actually keep pulling this trigger. This is insane. And then you have to reload, and yeah. you have to hit a reload button. Yeah. So it's shoot, 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 reload button, and then you have to wait for it to reload. Yeah, the, which the, is kind of. A, a unique thing because you have to plan accordingly to you when you do have to, to plan accordingly because that's usually when you die. However, my goodness, that reload was maybe three times as long as uh, the video game version. I, but, but that's I. It might be exactly the same as the video game version, but I think <laughs> what the big difference is is in arcades, we're used to like shooting off screen and you're instantly reloaded. Do you know what I mean? Or you. Punk, you know, you, well, you, you cock Twitter, your gun. You just cock it, 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 right. And it's, but it's, it's very, very fast. Correct. I mean, it's a lot of work to keep sliding, but it's definitely fast. But what's that other game? It's a time crisis where you just like shoot off screen and automatically yeah. reloads. And uh, I think, I think in uh, uh, Jurassic Park, they don't even have reloading. I think it's just unlimited I don't think ammo. so. Yeah. It's awesome. But um, so playing that, it was reloading is deadly if you're reloading you haven't timed it properly you are gonna die and uh, being forced to use some of these crappy guns sucked so bad agreed and then you you, uh, i don't know like you got grenades Mm -hmm. but you got one like every 10 minutes that did suck no yeah you you only got like you only got like one grenade per life or per level and it was just like, I need more of these. I need you to start handing them out by the dozen at this point because I get one grenade, and as soon as you use it, because you're thinking, I'll, I'll get more. I'll yeah, get more. That's they're they're going to eventually give me more grenades. Nope. They just never give you grenades again. So you waste it on like four guys, and then oh. you never get it again. The potential's there. The brand is there. The yeah. gameplay a visuals might there. be there. But... It got a little boring to me. I agree. And with I you. only liked continue playing it because of the experience. I, I agree with you. I I give it a lot more benefit of the doubt because it's Halo, because it's so good looking, because it feels good, it sounds good, everything about it is fun, but the gameplay is very rinse and repeat. Hmm. Lots of little enemies, big enemies. And you know how to kill them because they're all pretty much exactly the same, even though they you know maybe mix up whether it be the flood or or the covenant. It's the same kind of waves coming at you over and over again. Uh, you just kind of change the environment every single time. So it, it isn't very unique once you're in it. 
for a little bit. I feel like they could have done something to make it better, but they were probably just trying to get it out. Probably. And if it's like Tomb Raider, they could have downloadable content. I think this may be blasphemous because I like this game a lot. I really do. But I think that um, even uh, Jurassic Park does a better job. And that's just hosing the sky, pretty much. Yeah. But it's definitely not as good as Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider is mint. I like Tomb Raider a lot. That's a freaking experience. Yeah, it is. Uh, Well, maybe um, our local arcade will get a two-player version. And we can kind of start from the beginning. And and honestly, I'm not saying it's a waste of money. It's totally worth your time. It's an arcade game. It's fun. It's just not as fun or as hyped... As much as I hyped it up in my head, like, again, I walked into the place and screamed fuck because I just thought, we finally are going to play this game. But uh, it it was kind of a letdown just yeah. because it was so rinse and repeat. Ugh. It's just so repetitive. It's like repetitive. 2018. I feel like they, they've they learned. You had Time Crisis. You had Silent Scope. You had all these other games. Mm-hmm. Terminator 2 Salvation. Mm-hmm. That, done, that game didn't feel... Mm-hmm. Or that, not Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. Terminator ju- was the big crazy one. Uh, T2. No, no, no. The new one that's down. Is it oh, Terminator Salvation? Yeah, Salvation, yeah. Not T2 Salvation. That game but is... Sal- I don't know. Salvation is very rinse and repeat as well. They just send waves at you. Yeah, but at least you're moving around. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe... I think it's the same. It's probably just because you're holding the gun. They're physically holding the gun. But I feel like Salvation is just piles of enemies coming at you. And that's that's also way too hard of a game. You can't win Salvation. Hmm. There's no way you could possibly win Salvation with, like, 10 bucks. Why? Maybe it's because in Halo, it's just you see the same places and same bad guys as the video game. And so you just, it seems... They do a pretty good job of using a large arsenal of enemies and stuff like that. But it it is the same thing. Whether it be different enemies, it is the same thing happening over and over again. Okay, yeah. So, like... You the screen moves to a new spot and then it's the same literally the same with like you said, the same type, like this heavy guy jumps in, yeah, and then these little what are those little guys called? The grunts and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the grunts just and it it is. Where Tomb Raider or not Tomb Raider, well Tomb Raider also mixes it up with animals and other things, but like on Salvation, there's a mix of robots and flying mm-hmm. things and I, I mean some of the fun parts of Halo were like shooting the this planes down that came flying. Yes. But they make the same pattern in the sky every single time. Every plane makes the same pattern. It, It's very calculated. Yeah. Which is kind it, of annoying. There's no real randomness. I think if I was uh, younger, it would be much better because younger, a younger mind lets a lot of this stuff fly. Oh, sure. Do you know what I mean? Like, for instance, like the Ghostbusters game. To me, I could probably never touch that Ghostbusters ever again because I've... I played it thoroughly enough that I know exactly how everything's going to be. I don't want to touch this game ever again. But nonetheless, my son wants to play this game nonstop because it doesn't matter if it's the same thing happening over and over again. Oh, they like repeating things. Yeah. Same with, like, you know, TV shows. He'll watch the same TV show over and over and over again. The same episode. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're getting too old and grumpy to play games. I don't know. But either way, I think in that case, if you had maybe a younger mind... You would let a lot of this go. Even like, I'm not saying like a, a four-year-old. I'm saying even like a, a 16 or 17-year-old mind, a lot of this would fly. Just, just like they do with like movies. They, they'll watch Transformers. They're not going to pick apart Transformers. They'll uh, love Transformers. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I used to watch the same movies when I was younger. So Right. Like, or like Face Off. 
when I was young, Face Off was an A-plus movie. As an older person, I'm, I don't want to crap on Face Off. <laughs> Steve, but Face off yeah <laughs> but uh to uh, with a critical mind face off is kind of garbagey but uh just again for those who like face off i'm not saying it's a bad movie just it was a good movie for its time for its time yeah. per- precisely all right so halo definitely if you see it try it uh make your own opinion it's a good game but it's just a little repeat like same thing over and over but most arcade games are yeah, uh, another good game that is an old game that I just never experienced was uh, the Star Wars... Oh, the Battle Pod. The Battle Pods. Oh, no, no, they're not called Battle Pods. They're called... Uh, Sled Storms. No. <laughs> pod Racing. <laughs> pod Racing, yes. <laughs> uh, it was a great game. And it's an old game. Like, And it, it was broken. It like The game was old, beat up. The speakers were blown out. The graphics are from what... what Year two thousand, when, when did that stuff all come out? When did N sixty four? Because they have that game for sixty four. Yeah, exactly. And I think Dreamcast too. Yeah. So. So yeah, two thousand ish. Yeah. So it, it was. It's, it's game's probably been twenty years old, but nonetheless, they did a good job of dialing that game in to the point where even though I was looking at really old graphics, and even though the speakers were blown out <laughs> and all this different stuff, it felt awesome. They knew how to, like. Because you're sitting in the the pod, and you're steering it with the, with the two different levers and stuff like that. Kind of like a bobcat or whatever. Yeah. And it feels so good, and it's so dialed in so nicely that I was like, wow. If I was playing this game back in the year 2000, my mind would be blown right off. I couldn't even I, – I don't even know what I'd be able to tell you about that game. Because as you know, a 20-year-old game, I thought it was good. Did they have Cruising Blast there? I think they did. I don't think that they did. I'm they surprised. had they had some, I think, motorcycle games. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't have like uh, Cruise and Blast or H was the H2 Overdrive. What they did have was that really trashy old pirates oh, game. God. And uh, Joe, one of our coworkers, well, he he had asked specifically about that game, and I thought he was <laughs> maybe joking because you were ready to just shit on it. I did shit on it because uh, he was like, "Did they have that pirates game?" And he's trying to describe it to me. I was like. I know what game you're talking about. <laughs> and it's trash. And he loves He it. loves that game. He freaking he wanted to like to like die on his sword for that game. He just kept going on. He's like, no, no, no. This game is amazing. I'm like, no, the cabinet is amazing. The game itself is garbage. And he's like, No! This game is awesome! He has a steering wheel in there. He's goes going on and on. He was just so excited about I it. I wish like, we had time to like go back with him. I know. Because we were kind of planning on it. He would have flipped his lid. He he loved that game so much. And I was like, This is you're mad. You're so crazy. But whatever. Alright, so that That was New York, New York. And by the way. New York, New York looks really cool. The actual casino looks awesome. Skyline in New York. Yeah. Looks great. Plus, it has, like, the roller coaster coming in and out of it. So, Tuesday rolls around. And I didn't make it to Stern's booth in the morning. I walked by before they were streaming, but I I wasn't at their booth for, like, the start of the stream. Because what happened was they released Monsters that morning. Correct. Uh, I think... The booth opened at ten, but they s- did the live, excuse me, the live stream at eleven a.m. Uh huh. And they had Jack Danger there, and he was up in costume. He was Herman. Gary Stern, who owns Stern, was Grandpa. 
They had um. Oh, I didn't know who that who that was. I think his name is Zach. He was like a werewolf. Mm-hmm. And they had um a female employee kind of dressed up too. Mm-hmm. But we went kind of more toward lunch, maybe one or two o'clock. I think it was like yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, about one or two o'clock. I think it was two o'clock. So we, me and you, swung back there, and uh, we, they were streaming the LE. Mm-hmm. I yeah, played because yeah, the whole reason why Jack was even there in the first place is because they wanted basically to be streaming on Twitch the whole entire time. But yeah, like on. they streamed the whole day. Yeah, they did. Uh, it wasn't actually busy. You might have to wait for one person, but like. We played the Beatles. It wasn't mobbed, but I would say it was, okay, in my opinion, it was busy because the machines were always being used, but you're it was, right. It, it was wasn't like there was a line. Wait, yeah. yeah. Right. I've been there where we had to wait multiple people, mm. but um, we played the pro, and then I kept looking over at the stream setup and kind of worked around the booth the other way, and then I think I played the premium, and um, and then you had started talking to Jack. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I've never seen Jack in person. Mm-hmm. He is way taller than I he thought. He is huge. He's ginormous. Um, super cool guy. You actually were talking to him about a bunch of stuff. Well, yeah. Because um, you were talking with the guy who makes the VR setup. Oh, my God. I forgot. Right. So I mean, we're, we're actually going to try to probably get him on the podcast as well as Jack for that matter. Because uh, we really hit it off with these guys. And we made it on to Jack's stream. We played. Okay. So. All of a sudden, I was talking with Mike from the Pinball Arcade. No, Farsight Studios, my bad. They make mm-hmm. the Pinball Arcade. Right. I was talking to Mike. He's their like kind of PR person, social media guy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, me, you, and him, the LE stream was just kind of dead. Well, I was standing. <laughs> this is the best part. I'm standing behind Jack or whoever playing the game. And so I'm on the stream, and I kind of made myself get into the camera. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, waiting to get on because I, I think Mikey had said like yeah you can play it's like being on Good Morning America you just keep kind of yeah. creep onto the screen <laughs> all of a sudden I get a phone call from Chris and I answer it and he's like kick those people off <laughs> so he was watching this somehow uh-huh. Chris was watching the stream saw my ass no, calls I, me and then so uh, we get on and we play on the stream it was kind of uh, exciting yeah I. You and the other gentleman that we were playing with, Mike, uh, I figured you guys would be significantly better than me. So as I was about to get on, because it was about to be my turn, I turned to Jack and I said, do you want to take my place and beat the crap out of these guys? No, he's I've been playing all day. The last thing I want to do is play right now. You just, you go ahead and play. I'm like, fine. Do you have any tips? He's like, yes, here's the tip. All you do is you hammer Herman uh, three times and then you're going to be set off to a great start. If you can hit him two times, that will magnet lock the ball. And the third time will hit that ball, and then you'll have a multi-ball. And then you just start flinging around and start banging away. As like, is any other thing? He's like, no. Just hit Herman three times. After that, just swing away. It's like, you got it. And uh, I had a great first round. A huge first round. Yeah, we were pretty pissed that your score was up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then my next two rounds, I did pretty poorly. I think one of my drained it almost immediately, and there was no ball save. So I was like, oh, uh, There is me. no ball save on that game. And that's, like, legit stock. Yeah. It. it uh, either way, it's a really great game. Holy moly. But, so if anyone wants to know, Flippin' and Mashin' was on... Uh, was on Jack's stream for quite a while with hundreds of people watching. But anyways. Crazy, huh? Yeah. Um, 
so the first day we stream or the stream was on the LE, we played the Pro, which has pretty much every single feature except the lower playfield. And the premium is the black and white one, which here's the best part. We are at the show. Mm-hmm. I see the premium. Mm-hmm. Drop dead gorgeous. My favorite art package. It is amazing. Mm-hmm. I want one. Sure. So most of the art is grayscale. Yes. There's a handful of little parts of of color in the art, but then all the inserts are colored, and then the GI changes like white and green. Like if you hit Herman, the GI goes green. Mm-hmm. It absolutely pops. It looks so good, black and white. Speaking of which, if you're wondering about this, we have videos up on our Facebook page with this stuff. We, one, we have the live streams that we put on there, as well as a, an actual created video that we shot as well. Yeah, and uh, I'll I'll give Steve the links to the the high res pictures on this week in pinball. Um, I'm actually those are already being posted oh, yeah, yeah, up yeah, as well. Right. Yeah, it. I, so everybody on pin side was uh, freaking out. They're like, "How boring! I don't want to pay less money for art that doesn't have color." Right. It's like, uh, one, the TV show was black and white. Sure. Two, it's not black and white only two colors it's grayscale so there's a a little bit of, you know there's a mix in there and i can understand their fear or their initial kickback to be like this is grayscaled why would i want to buy this yeah and it's because it looks stunning once the lights come on and the hard part is all the pictures that they've probably seen don't have the lights on don't have the lights on right or video with lights and flickering and i'm stuff looking like that. at the pictures of the colored monsters mm-hmm and I'm not really a fan of it. No, after everyone that we talked to, Jack agreed. Everyone agreed that the the middle grade level what was the middle grade level called premium. Premium. That is the most fun game. It's the most fun game because that one has the lower play field, which uh, the f- level one doesn't have. Uh, whatever you call it, just the regular model, pro, pro, but. The visuals, the black and white visuals with the incredible LEDs all over it is way, way better than the other two. Oh. In, in pretty much everyone's opinion, that was there. Um, I didn't know. I didn't notice that the LE had like the casket style look, which is cool. But again, it's I've I so I got home and I ordered the Monsters TV set. Like sure. the, it comes with. The two seasons, so it's like over 60 episodes and then a couple movies of the original cast. Oh, movies too? Yeah, there's a couple like kind of made-for-TV movies. Okay. Um, I just got that this last weekend. I watched, I've been watching The Munsters since I got home. Oh, really? Roku has a Munsters channel. Oh. So you can just watch it for free. But they don't have every episode. Interesting. So I got these DVDs and um, I watched on the DVDs, there's a couple colored episodes. Like the pilot and then another one. The colored versions, to me, look like garbage. Hmm. Because when it's the gray, kind of black and white, you kind of... Have your own imagination. You have your own imagination of what shade of green they are and what things are supposed to look like. And when you see it it, for real, they're not really green. Hmm. Because in my head, they're like green. Right. In reality, they're kind of like blue. (laughs) Oh, really? And it's just... Oh. Sure. And so I'm looking at this Ellie. It's all right, but um, the spider web around the flipper button armor 
The one at the show, it looks it looked cheesy. Oh, it looked horrible. The the gold that you see between the webs is a foil. It looks like a sticker was put on top of the metal. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying that is what happened, but that's what it looks like. It looks what it looks like, and uh, I would not want to pay that much money for that. Uh, the speakers look good. They do. That was the like the one thing I noticed about it. I was like, well, you know, the speakers look bomb. And also, like, the the backsplash, whatever you want to call it, uh, with the with the cool, like, roadster, whatever you want to call yeah. it, like the hot rod. That looks cool. Um, but still, if I was to throw money at something, it would definitely be the premium. Um, I really want the premium. I love the lower play field. Once you get down to that, the little tiny mini balls, the little tiny mini. Okay, so. Play. Go ahead. Lower play field. The unique thing about this game is that the lower playfield flippers are separate buttons on each side of the game. Yes, which I was confused about when I first started yeah. playing. I was like, why is there four buttons here? What's going on right now? The thing is that this playfield is compared to uh, the Stewie or Donkey playfield on Family Guy slash Shrek. And so I understand that. It has mini little flippers. With a mini ball. mini ball. Mini balls, because you can get multi-ball. Oh, yeah, there's multi-ball down there. The balls are very light, so they kind of fly, fly around. around. Yep. Um, so a couple times, like the ball got on top of the flipper, you got kind of wiggle the game or flip a bunch. The lower playfield, um, like I have an ACDC premium. Uh, those are mini flippers with the normal ball, and that's pretty hard to shoot down there. But there's not much to shoot, right? There's sure. an orbit in the face. This has like a full game below. It does. There's a v- vertical up kicker that shoots it to the ca- a wire form, and there's a ramp on the right, mm-hmm. and in the middle there's an orbit shot, and then in the middle. There's the organ you hit that kind of cashes mm-hmm. it in. Mm-hmm. Well, you hit the shots, hit the organ, and then the multi-ball starts. Right. It, I was, I've been thinking to myself, the pro versus the premium is almost two grand. It is the black and white art that looks amazing, and the lower play field worth two grand. Yes. The reason why, now here's the thing. I'm not paying for it. Let me just make that caveat right now. I'm... My machines are very cheap. There's a reason, there's a reason why I own the machines that I own. But if, if I was going to put money down on either having level one or level two, it would definitely be level two, the, the, the premium version, because there's so much more to the game. Having that extra layer, that having that, uh, that lower play field, it, I, I would never want to be not playing with it. It's, it's You're missing out on a bunch of the game. It's like... Finding out, uh, you know, like, say you're going to play Destiny 1 now. It has tons and tons of uh, DLC that's out there. Well, you're only going to play the, the just the regular edition. Screw all the, the, the DLC. Oh, that's what they did with the Blizzard activation thing. Or Activision. Remember, what is Diablo on? It's Blizzard. <clears throat> What's their streaming service called? It's called, it's called like Blizzard something, but yeah. But they have Destiny on there. Yeah, and they had Destiny two for free, but it was just the standard right. game, which which makes sense because they're just trying to give well, you the, the taste yeah. of it. But yeah, if, if you have a bunch of because especially right now, there's tons and tons of expansions. So if I just told you all you're going to do is you're going to only play one, period. That's it. You're not going to play any DLCs. Well, it's just boring. But do you, there's so much more content in this one. You need to have that lower playfield. Is it worth two grand? Probably not. I mean, that's my hard part. Right, but at the same time, you're missing out on a full game. And if you're going to keep this forever in your house, by forever I mean like you know a couple of years. But I mean, if you're going to keep this 
permanently in your house, I would want the full experience. So is it is is the play field that lower play field worth two grand? No, but is the full experience worth two grand? I think yes. Ooh, that's a good way to put it. I was listening to a podcast on the way to work, and they said, well, I think it was Dennis from the Eclectic Gamers. He said mm-hmm. he likes to calculate back, and he's very methodical on his cal- like he's very right. Uh, he thinks about things, and it's calculated. So the difference between a pro and a premium, which the pro is packed to hell, has every feature pretty much, but the lower playfield. Mm-hmm. has the zap button and everything, all the yep. ramps. Even the ramp that pops up and has the monster, mm-hmm. the, the, their pet, Yeah, that's in the pro. I mean, it's packed. Yeah. And his whole thing was two grand to a premium just for the lower playfield? I could buy another game. Sure. And he's right. Oh, totally. Two grand is, is a, an awful lot of money. But my thing was, okay, I'll, I'll take a pro. Give me a pro. But I need black and white artwork. Sure. And that's not going to happen. No. And maybe that's us being sticklers. But I, like I just said, I, I think that it's – he's right. That tiny little play field is not worth two grand. And you could have a whole other machine. But at the same time, if you if this machine is a big deal to you, if Monsters is a big deal to you, I would want the full experience. And if that costs two more grand, then two more grand has to go down. Um, we got to pause. I got to pee. Okay, back. So how does it play? <clears throat> All right. So people complain about fan layouts. What do you mean? So... Uh, if you look at the playfield, mm-hmm. we have pictures up from uh, this week in pinball. Playfield. <clears throat> so if you look, it's a fan layout, meaning at the back of the game, it's like left orbit, ramp, Herman, to the pops, grandpa, Marilyn, right orbit. Kind of like it's fanned out Not all the shots. You. Sure. It ha- kind of has a similar uh, water world left shot where you like dump it in kind of also where medieval's medieval madness's uh catapult is mm-hmm. and then on the right you have the the bank the target bank here um what was the game that was clunky i was trying to think was it iron there was a game from stern recently that I just like well, literally maybe it was Deadpool, because like on the right orbit, I just you just always hit and brick. That's what you were talking about earlier. Yeah, I didn't feel like this was clunky. The orbit shot was smooth. The hardest shot I could I, I was having a hard time with was um, the Dragula shot on the left. I I couldn't find it on the right flipper, like. It's toward the tip of the flipper mm-hmm. to really get it to that left shot. Metallica has the same thing with fuel, the piston shot um, behind the fuel targets. And um, I just couldn't I couldn't find it because I was hitting it um, for some reason. I needed it. Or I wanted to try for it. Well, it's either you were trying to try for it, maybe it was lit up and you needed to hit it. But... <clears throat> You're right. Like hitting Herman, uh, it's cool bash toy, and he kind of moves back and forth. Yep. Um, and then that there's a ball lock, which right. is a magnet, which is the best part of it because once it seals it, like grabs it, 
then you have to go hit it off the. Yeah, magnet, then the second ball shoots out, which is super cool. And uh, you have to, yeah, you have to hit it, mm-hmm. and then two ball multi ball starts, mm-hmm. and that's a pretty easy mode to get going. Right, it's just three hits. Um, and then the left ramp was fine. The right ramp didn't seem too hard. I didn't really shoot for it much. I shot for Grandpa a lot, which is the the scoop. And that's for extra ball. And then that's also, when you have it lit, is Grandpa's Laboratory, which is the lower play field. Um, Lily, you kind of just hit just from the slings with the ball bouncing around. Um, I thought that that left scoop, you had to really power it up. Because sometimes I'd go up and then come, oh, the ramp. Roll, yeah, come rolling right back down again. Yeah, and I guess the hard part when you play on route or a place like that is you, you don't, <clears throat> you're not given really clean power. And so you don't know if the the flippers are weak or the game's not level, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that there was a really big issue, but I was saying I, I think I only got it up one time up there and like two times. That you knew about, right? What? Because I, I thought I saw you hit a handful, but like well, they were multi ball. Good or, point. Yeah, during multi ball, I'm just trying just to keep the balls out of yeah from draining. So at that point, they're just flying everywhere. I think I saw you. Somebody had the uh, ramp lift up so you could shoot. Sp- I don't know. It's What's his name? Spot. His name know. is Spot. I don't know. It's possible. I saw someone do it, and uh, they. I think it was you because it lifted, and then I want to say if you hit a combo shot of a couple shots, then Spot lifts up, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to hit him. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know or you're not looking up, mm-hmm. you're not going to see it. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. once I had my multi-balls going on, literally pretty much anything on the upper play field could have been happening and I wouldn't have even noticed because I was just trying to keep all those balls from draining. Mm-hmm. Um, I did listen to an interview with Dwight who programmed the game and he's known for games like Star Wars and Game of Thrones for being, um, he really likes rules and those games are really deep in their rule set and setting up to get big points and stuff more for tournament players but for casual or on route those games may not do as well once you get past the theme sure because it's just kind of confusing sure uh like me personally don't care for star wars game of thrones could care less Mm -hmm. uh i haven't played each too much or had had anybody really give me a breakdown on really what to do Mm -hmm. but i'm not it's almost too much for me but i'm not a tournament player um as me and Chris have talked about before, it is good to have fun games. And Dwight said this was supposed to be a fun game. Right. Um, it is a fun game. It is. It it's, is it's, super it's, it's more fun. of an arcade fun game. It's not uh, a big, long story like uh, your Lord of the Rings is or something like that. Yeah, and he kind of explained it where there's not really modes like um, Lord of the Rings, where you ha- you start this movie, like Three mm-hmm. Rings, and then you, or the Three Rings, Three Movies, or Get Across the Bridge, yep. and then there's very specific shots. It's like you hit Herman because Herman said one more shot is multi-ball, mm-hmm. and then uh, you can just keep hitting everything else. Everything progresses as you're playing everything. Yep. Um, this was an absolute blast. Um, I have no idea what the rule code set is. I know Jack Danger streamed that Thursday at Stern with Dwight, and I've been meaning to watch that um, because they did break down kind of the rules. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I went to my in-law's house last night for dinner, uh, and I haven't played ACDC in a while, so I wanted to get some games on Lucy. 
and uh, we walk downstairs, and he turns to me, and he goes, hey, you want to split Monsters? And I thought he was joking. Sure. Um, and he kind of looked serious, and I was like, yeah, I'll, it's less money for me to spend. And uh, um, So I don't know. I don't know if he's serious or not, but uh, he then asked me, well, because I said, well, you know, which one? There's a pro premium and. He didn't. I don't know if he had even seen pictures or if he just kind of heard from what I was talking about with Nikki and uh, my wife called him. Mm-hmm. But I just this morning sent him pictures of the games, and uh, I gave I got pricing from a distributor, and um, prices did go up from when I bought like Ghostbusters and stuff. But sure, it's still all right. And he might like the idea of it more than he likes actually shelling out money for it. That might be part of the situation right there. Yeah, him and my wife used to watch the monsters when they were little, mm-hmm. or when she was little. Um, he really thought that uh, Herman was funny, so like he was kind of doing Herman's little wiggle laugh last that, that night, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was pretty amusing. Well, Herman was definitely just you know in the game itself. He's one the biggest character on the playfield, and uh, there's a lot of cutscenes that are on the LCD screen with him and it, like. Like, for instance, when he's, like, trying to wash clothes and all this different stuff, he's he keeps showing clips of Herman over and over again. He's definitely the highlight of the show. He, he's the funny one, yeah. yeah. Kind of the dumb funny one. Right. Um, after, so I bought the movie set or the TV show, and I've been watching them literally uh, Sunday. My wife went shopping or something, and me and my daughter, who's just over one, I forced her to watch them with me. And she actually uh, decently watched she would play, but then look up and kind of watch for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't remember. I remember the show as a kid, but I don't remember certain episodes and stuff. Sure. After watching, God, I've watched most of season one. It's a really good show. Hmm. Which I find odd. Now, I haven't seen any episodes ever, so I, I don't know anything about it. This is all on you. And so uh, I, I can't, I can't uh, contribute to this story. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> you know the, you know, in the '60s Batman TV yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Is it Commissioner Gordon? He's in the Monsters. Okay, it's that I freaking cracked up when I saw his. <laughs> but I he's not, heard his voice. He's not playing as Commissioner. Oh no, no, okay. No. Yeah. Um, the Monsters is hilarious because uh, it's really good. It um is like the daily life of a random like normal family, but then they're just monsters and they don't understand why people like freak out, but they make up excuses, right? Like, oh. Everybody at the beach, there must be a sea monster or something coming. Sure, or, sure. Or whatever. Uh-huh. Or jellyfish. But uh, I've been really enjoying the show. And so it makes me want the game even more. Interesting. But at least I understand a little bit more. Well, no, that makes that makes a lot of sense. See, for me, like, especially when there was all the talk about the monsters coming out, I, have, I had no interest in it because I don't know anything about the theme. You know what I mean? Now, playing the game, I think it looks great. It feels good. It plays good. Uh, I just, uh, the theme-wise, before I played it, I didn't have any interest in it. That's all. But for you or someone like your wife or stuff like that, it makes total sense. They know what the characters uh, yeah. are. They enjoy it. They think it's fun. Yeah. I think it'll sell really well, uh, but maybe not be as big of a blockbuster just because the, I don't know how big Monsters is nostalgic-wise with it it hits the the demographic that buys pinball. Sure. For sure. The older than, you know, me, old mm-hmm. males. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. I think it, it's a freaking hit on their hands, though. 
Right. They're definitely going to nail it out of the park this year with themes. Also at Stern, was there, what, second to newest game? The Beatles. The Beatles. And uh, there was a lot more availability to play the Beatles. One, because people wanted to play the Monsters, and also there was more Beatles games available. And I just wanted to, I guess, apologize for my last review. I wouldn't say review, but I guess my, my first impressions of the game. I didn't. I thought it looked boring. I thought it looked stupid. It was a single-level game. Didn't have any ramps or anything on it. Uh, I don't really care for the Beatles. It's an old band to me. I I, I didn't have any interest in the theme. I looked at the play field and thought, how boring. But after playing the game, I loved it. I thought that Beatles was a I thought it was hilarious that you... Because I remember when you... You played it and you're like, oh, this game is amazing. Yeah. It's got four flippers. That's your first thing was like, four flippers means it's amazing, <laughs> which is why you like roller disco. <laughs> I, uh, uh, it has four flippers for one, which is cool. Uh, it has two magnets and a spinning disc that's magnetized in the middle. It has four poppers that are spaced out pretty good. So it, and they're encapsulated in this like Drop small ring. Of, yeah. So the ball, once it gets into those poppers, can just really fly around in there really good. Whereas normally you go over to like any other any other pinball machine, uh, if it's got three poppers in there, it'll bang around real good. But then it'll just kind of come out. Whereas in here, since they're spaced, and there's four of them, the popping is like the big deal. Get the ball into the poppers. That's where you're going to make there's your points. There's only three poppers. Oh, there's only three. Sorry. But either way, it because they're kind of spaced the way they are and because they're in like a ring, it bangs off the ring and keeps going right back at them. It seems like that's like the highlight. Get the ball into the poppers. Plus, the two upper flippers, they can pass to each other. Well, the lower one can pass to the upper one. Um, so you can like pass it up and then bang it into the poppers i guess what i liked is that from each of the upper flippers you can make that upper orbit shot yeah and that was fun to try to keep hitting it and then yeah getting into the pops to knock those uh 1964 drop targets down i thought that the music was pretty good again i'm not a fan of the beatles but they obviously picked some good songs and they it's one of those things where it's one of those music games where you don't get to pick the song, but while you're playing, everything sounds really good. No, it like, sounds great. All the all the the what, what do they call them? When you bang the cymbal cymbals, yeah. All the shots would have like drum beats or cymbal uh, snaps and stuff like that. So it was a really great sounding game, and. I had a lot of fun playing it. I thought the magnets on it were awesome. Like it goes around this big, huge orbit, and all of a sudden, gets caught by the magnet, and then it drops it down into the poppers, or it's coming across the center of the play field, and then with the spinning uh, record in the middle, that's magnetized. It catches the ball and does a like a curveball on you, so you don't really know where it's going to come out because you're expecting it to come down to maybe the left, and all of a sudden it comes down flinging out of you know to the right, which you're not expecting. Did you ever get, so on the left here, those those three drops? Yeah, I got them all. FAB, and then you hit the target in the back? Yep. I think that's the jackpot shot as well. Yep. Oh, so you did get back there, okay. Yeah, eventually, because I played the game actually quite a bit, because yeah. I, I, really, I really enjoyed it, and because there was a lot of people playing the Monsters, and I, I kind of got used to the Monsters. Like, I, I'm not saying it's not a good game, it's a great game, but I just played it quite a bit, and I was like, I want to play more of the Beatles, because the Beatle was, was more of a shocker to me, because... 
I had a very low opinion of it, a negative opinion of it before playing it. And then I played it and I had a positive opinion. So it was just such a huge contrast. I was already expecting Munsters to be good. I was not expecting Beatles to be good. So then when I played it and I thought Beatles was awesome, uh, I just, I wanted to keep playing it. Okay. So how did you feel after a handful of games in a row? Like, did it get repetitive at all? I think so. Here's here's why, like you thought it came, you thought it was repetitive and and got boring after a couple of plays. I think the reason why I enjoy it so much is because I have old ass machines, and my old ass machines are single levels. They don't or you know, single single play field. They don't have any ramps or anything like that. Pretty much all I have is poppers and orbits. And stuff like that. So this here was like a new version of my old machines. And they did a much better job with this new version than my old machines. So I was like, wow, this is what I want my old machines to be like. It was very colorful and bright and fun too. I would never pay the price tag. I think that's the hardest thing I have is that the price makes me not like the game. Correct. I, I I had fun playing it. I really enjoy it. I think the game is awesome. I really think the game is awesome. It shoots really good. I think if the game was three thousand dollars, it would be an appropriate price. Well, if they could retheme this to be uh, unlicensed, if they made it a thirty seconds to Mars game, I would give them the what money. I, I the would flying. I would sell a car. I would sell a kid. Why would find the want? money? Oh my goodness! They sound like Switchfoot. I thought you were listening to Switchfoot when I walked up to you. That's fine. I'd buy a thirty. I'd buy a Switchfoot uh, machine as well. But <laughs> I don't understand you. <laughs> Not that Switchfoot's bad. I mean, there was a point in my life where I listened to that stuff. Yeah, no, I, I, I would, I would. I also didn't know that they were a religious band. I, I would pay for both. I like, I like them both. But uh, yeah, if it was a, if I could retheme this, make it a thirty seconds to Mars game, I would, and it was only three thousand dollars. I would shell out the money right now. If it was $6,000, oh, it'd be too painful. Because that's what it is right now, right? $6,000? No. How much is it? I think it's uh, 8 Shut your mouth. Is it really $8,000? Let's see. Gold edition, which is more of a premium, is eight grand and a... Whoa, that's the low one. That's the low one? Yeah. Yeah, the... F- the entry level game is eight thousand. Hmm. It MSRP's at seventy nine ninety nine. No. No, I would never ever think about paying that price tag. And uh I get that it costs a lot to create a new game. But no. That would never happen. I as cool of a as a game as I I think it's a good game. I think it's see, see, vastly overpriced. Think of that. So you can get a Munsters for low five thousand. Oh, see, that, that's goofy. Is it because they're paying for the Beatles license? Is that why? Yeah. So people who like the that's what it is. And here's the thing: they're making a premium off of people who love the Beatles. Well, yeah. It's also a Kapow title, so they partnered with uh, Kapow, who does licensing for like slot machines and like they did Batman sixty. He, they, Kapow. They get the licensing no, for like '60s Batman, and then they yep. team up with Stern, come mm-hmm. out with the '60s Batman game. Sure, and that game was also priced crazy too. Um, the Beatles, I think their licensing is super expensive. 
and so in, and that okay and the, but right. they are also selling to collectors of the of Beatles memorabilia who probably have a bunch of money right I mean who didn't Michael Jackson own most of the Beatles collection like yeah wasn't well, he the copyright owner yeah but he's he's the one off that, that's different but no I, mean, I know but like that's what I mean though is how much money do you think that was that was a crazy amount of money to be able to buy that mm-hmm. so like he w- if he was still alive he'd be buying the di- one of the diamonds mm-hmm. at 10 grand or whatever mm-hmm. the super le batman was a fifteen thousand dollar game that's insane that's insane for a pinball machine mm-hmm. 15 grand it, it, it blows my mind no i whatever but again that that's sounds like it, you need to make more money it's Steve. A, yeah Exactly. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, the hard part, too, I have is uh, the price, and then it's a Sea Witch retheme. It's a Sea Witch upgrade and retheme. So they took an old Stern game. That so this game already exists out, out in the world? Uh, an old version of it. You know, with, they added with, the magnet. With the magnet? Oh, so not with the magnets. They added magnet. They added the spinner. They uh, adjusted some of the orbit shots so that you could hit the orbits from both flippers. Hmm. So, like... Yeah. So it's very similar. Yes, it's similar. Now, here's the thing. Everything in you, that you just said are major things. The reason why I like the game. I like the magnets. I like the way that they are able to shoot at the orbits like that. So if you took away all those things, I don't know if it'd be the same game. Of course, how much does it cost? I mean, again, if, if we're going to go low ball, I'm going to throw money at a low ball. But, uh, you want to know how much Sea Witch costs? How much does that cost? I think people are trying to sell those from like two to five grand. Then I'm not interested at all. Let's see what pin set even says estimated value 23 to 2600 hey it's in your three thousand dollar range but that's what the new game in my opinion should cost and uh, good luck having and that's the thing right and I, i'm not i'm not game. again i get it i am not stern i am not making these games uh but as a buyer i don't see oh you're right that does look almost exactly the same yeah, I mean, and look at drops, the, the, or, the orbits look, look almost the same. Yep, there's a spinner here, but there's not a spinner up here. It's a good looking game, to be honest. I would be, I would like to have that in my collection at the same time. Uh, I'm not gonna pay three thousand dollars for that game, especially an old game like that. Either way, in my opinion, cool game, just overpriced. Yeah, it was also surprising that. Um, I mean, the nice thing, even if people don't like or will buy this, some, someone will, obviously, but it's nice to see there's people like Kapow getting t- licenses for games that Stern might not be able to get on their own. Sure. Sure. And, and okay, so since we're down in Las Vegas and all this different stuff, and I've been in Concedos a lot more recently, I see all of these uh, cool licensed, uh, what do they call it? Uh, slot. Slot, yeah, slot. Slot machines. Um, every single time I see a really cool slot machine, I think they should turn that into a pinball or something like that. Or, you know, something like that. Yeah, I mean, there was Ghostbusters. Is there a Willy Wonka pinball machine? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because they have a really cool Willy Wonka well, there's a rumor slot that machine. Jersey Jack has that license. Oh, really? Okay. And Toy Story. And Toy Story? Does Toy Story exist yet? No. Well, they should make one. That's the rumor. Okay. I still want Harry Potter. I hear you. All right. So, well, okay. So we're still in pinball. Uh, The Joker poker I picked up. Got a fairly good price, but it's a basket case. 
The condition's really good. I did see mouse poop on the play field. <laughs> but, like, the back glass looks mint. What's funny was I drove in my Jeep. Back glass looks awesome. It looks really, really good. Yeah. Better than Dragon, even. Mm-hmm. I drove down in my Jeep. I have a four-door Wrangler. I put it in the back, thinking I could have the back seat up, one of them, mm-hmm. on the 60-40 split. The 40 split would mm-hmm. be up. So we had to carpool home. I had you and uh, another coworker, and we had to rearrange the back because uh, the head was too big for the seat to fold up, so we had to put the head on top of the game. But it, it all fit perfectly Yeah, we, get, fine. we got it. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. But, so my buddy uh, that had it said, the small transformer smokes when you turn it on, so don't turn it on unless you figure out what's, what's going on. Right. Um, and knowing me, I can't pass up buying a pinball machine and uh, a project, even though I have too many of them. Right. Well, you, you got it next to nothing, so I understand why you got it. You can resell pieces and parts <clears throat> off of it that will make just as much money or more than but what you paid for. It. I know. I know that. I know. I'm just saying, it. it's it's your it's your ace in the hole. Yeah, all else fails. It's a, just my backup plan. Yeah, get, dump it for. Um, three supposedly, times the it's money. one of the best Gottlieb system ones. So I'm excited. Okay, but I'm not even going to set it up until Black Knight and Baywatch are done. That's smart. Because I don't need another project game that I'm going to be monkeying with. But and you're close to getting both those done. Actually, yeah. So, um, I have that list lisy board that i built and so right. that is f- i bought it because i knew i was going to go into joker poker i have my Baywatch um had a arcade power supply hacked in it because the five volt line went out in the power supply board right so i'm going to steal that power supply put it in joker poker to replace the small transformer okay um and then i'll be able to i had to order led displays for joker poker right but the guy who designed the LISY board. And is that because you, oh yeah, that's because we, we have a different power source. We need to be. Yeah. So they use 69 volts to do the displays. Sure. And sure. I don't have that anymore. Gotcha. So I need to do LED, which take 12. Gotcha. Um, I, he said he's also working on RGB displays for the numbers, scores. So you'd well, be he's able working to on them, but when do those come he's out? He's designing them. I don't know, okay. but he's designing color changing ones or you can pick a color mm-hmm. it is bomb ass amazing i like to put those in uh roller disco oh my god you could have purple yep that'd be perfect mm-hmm. what if you could have them scroll through the colors that'd be even better that'd be even better yet i'd probably joke with scrolling leds under the play field at the same time it'd be epic you can't get rid of that game now well apparently i can't because uh why well, I guess in theory I could sell it wholesale or not wholesale whatever just sell the whole game. I wanted to get into the bar, so I was very frustrated last weekend. I finished up. By finished up, I mean I thought I was finished up. Both roller disco. It, I, I soldered up a brand new board. Yeah, you you bought the LISOI one. Right. I got you the bomb from DigiKey. You soldered it up. Yep. The game has already been. Uh, cleaned up, fixed, ready to fly. I just needed a new board, and that was going to top it off. We already have Coinvex in it. Just pop this baby in there, and we are done. Well, so, oh, well, in my head, I was done. So I moved over to the next game, um, Dragon. Got that baby all cleaned up, put all brand new LEDs in it, uh, have the Coinmax. This thing is done. Except... Um, turned on Dragon, and Dragon does not start up. 
It starts up. Okay, the lights turn on. Everything, the displays and stuff just stay at zero. The game does not start. And it did until I took all the light bulbs out, put all the new light bulbs in, and now it won't start. So we think the issue is that there's not enough pull on the power. Correct? Yeah. Well, there's just probably a discrepancy in um, also, I was going to say discrepancy in the power supply board. Also, uh, none of the ground mods were done. This game is literally stock. And there's a handful of grounding mods that had to be done for pretty much each board. has to have its own ground strap made. And um, those weren't done. So, But at the same time, I mean, this game worked fully until I cleaned it up. And by cleaning it up, I didn't pull anything apart. I did, well, I, I, I guess I pulled plastic pieces off and put the plastic pieces all back on. Replaced all the bulbs. So it's all clean and nice looking. But I didn't wi- un- unwire anything. I don't know, man. But um, now that the LEDs are such less voltage, I don't know. I know. I almost and it's we, a lot a of sh- bulbs. But I almost want to go back and put all the bulbs <sighs> back in to, just that. to find out. So Clay, there's a guy named Clay. He made a bunch of like troubleshooting and repair guides. Mm-hmm. So we just need to go through and just like we did with Roller Disco, just troubleshoot from the transformer up to the power supply unit and make sure that it's outputting enough. And because at the same time. That board's old. Yeah. It probably needs that rebuild kit. Yeah. And then also, your CPU board has the stock battery on it. We got to get that cut and replaced. Mm-hmm. And then, if the interconnect harness from the CPU to the driver board doesn't have that added ground mod on it, we got to do that too. There's so there's some options. Here. There's a bunch of things we need to check before you throw your hands up in the air and start claiming that it's the worst game ever. I'm not saying it's the worst game ever. Oh, shh. That's what you said. Nope. I don't care. I'm making that. Nope. <laughs> uh, and then the issue with over at Roller Disco is even with the new board in it, it's set to default, which would mean I would need to put, put in quarters to make the, you know, the game actually start. But it's somehow, oddly enough, still on free play. And I don't know why. Uh, I troubleshot that a little bit when you first got it. I can't figure it out. Right. Dragon has the coin mech wires cut, and they're kind of just taped together. So it's Correct. Uh, it's always at like 99 credits. But Roller Disco, everything's intact. Yeah. Uh, it's I, goofy. I've, I've uh, verified uh, the coin door wire. I can't figure out why, how it's still on. Right. Unless they unless they wired something at um, to the left of the Transformers, kind of like some fuse wiring and stuff. And I want to say there was a free play mod where you jumped a couple wires down there. It's possible. But I checked, I thought, and I can't find it. So It's it's frustrating because I wanted to, because we got this all wrapped up on, in my head, I thought I had everything all wrapped up on Friday. And then that weekend, I can put both games into the bar and start making money off. You were both. bragging to me that you were going to have games yes, at the bar before I was. I was bragging because I had, you know, my thumbs underneath my suspenders, thinking I was just strutting out the door with both machines ready to fly and start pouring in money because I'll be making millions of dollars off of both machines. <laughs> and uh, instead, uh, neither one of them can go into the bar because even though uh, Roller Disco is playing just fine, I, there's no reason for anyone to put any quarters in because it's free, it's free to play. So they can put in a couple quarters until they figure out that this game is actually free and then no one will make any more money off of it after that. <laughs> So, um, and I even thought about that. I was like, well, if I just put it in there, 
and it says 25 cents on it or 50 cents. I'll, I'll might as well say 50 cents on it because I can put whatever price tag I want on it since it doesn't really matter since it's free to play. So it's a dollar a play. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> Either way. But uh, as soon as they figure out that it's free, then they'll Got dry that more. up. Yeah. yeah. Um, Black Knight, I tore everything down. I started putting stuff back on. And then all of a sudden my right flippers stopped working. Yeah. Once I got the thing on, like I tested it. And the number three on the sword LED won't light up. I don't know if it's the bulb or I just got to uh, I gotta try swapping it. But um, I troubleshot Black or Dark Knight and uh, Black Knight. And oh my God, I tried, I f- forgot a multimeter and then didn't find one until I left work. And mm-hmm. So I came here yesterday and I spent some time on it and I found out that the pin off the power supply to the connector that runs the power to that flipper set wasn't touching. So power wasn't being sent to the flippers. Interesting. Cause I, what, what I, what I did was I posted up in the thread. Did it look I, like it or no? I, I don't know. You can't see it, right? Oh, you can't see it. Sure, sure. So I, I Googled it and someone else had a similar problem and I was reading his old thread and it said, uh, it's a little bit, this is the hard part too, is that this is a System 7 from Williams. It, I'm unfamiliar. It's my first System 7 game. Sure. But ground is from one side of the game and power is from the other. So it's not like the new games where they're with a, um, hang on, like a transistor doesn't drive the flipper. So they said, check the ground. If it's not ground, it's power. Mm-hmm. So what they said was, start a game, see if your magnet on that works, because the magnet runs on the power of the flippers as well. So they share left and right. Okay. So the left flippers share the magnet and the power, and the right does with its own. So I tested that. The power didn't work at the magnet either. So I knew there was something with the power line. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday I got the multimeter, and I was testing continuity at the flipper to itself, then to the next part back. So like flipper to flipper continuity was working. And then I worked even further back to like the first harness plug at the bottom underneath the head. And that worked. So then I was moving from that harness plug to the board set. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> how I figured it out was I unplugged the Molex from the power supply and I'm looking at it and I, poked in kind of where it would plug onto the board and there's no beep. I'm moving the, the left flipper. No problem. Then I start looking at it and that pin is all jacked up inside. So it has probably been that way for a while and it was just barely enough. So I ordered a new Molex. I ordered new pins and I'll repin it. So when you texted me the other day saying you figured out the problem, you just figured it out. You didn't fix it yet. Correct. Gotcha. It is not fixed. Gotcha. But this means that I can put together, I can fin- I can put the plastics and the ramps and stuff back on. Gotcha. Because it should work now. All right. Oh. And I also had to put those new coils in because I had like 50 volt coils on the right. And I had to order those. I think they're like 28 or 30 volt. So now the flippers will actually have normal power because you couldn't even make it up a ramp with the old ones. And then Baywatch, like as I was said, I was unhacking the five volt power, and so I have a couple questions into the thread on the pin side because there's a CN five plug on the power supply board that only had five volt and ground, 
but it looped. And so I think it looped to both plugs that power the DMD display. And so I'm just waiting on that. And otherwise, I just got to kind of splice a bunch of wires that were cut. Makes sense. And then Baywatch, in theory, can be powered on, which is really fucking scary. Scary? You mean awesome? Well, it's scary because, like, how hacked it was. And now I unhacked it, and we're going to power it on, and I don't know if it's going to work. But it should? Question mark. (laughs) But I'm really excited to play that game because it is packed with crap. That's great. That's awesome. So it's a good show to catch up, trip report, and kind of update on our projects. And uh, we should probably record another one while we're with Chris. Well, with, I'm, I'm with Chris because I'm assuming you can't go this weekend. Right. Um, I just want to tag on one more thing. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Nintendo Switch with my son recently. I got the new Mario game for Nintendo. Well, it's the old Mario game, but it's new to Nintendo Switch. You got the new Super Mario Brothers Deluxe. Correct. And uh, he's dove headfirst into it because he can play. This one thing that they do really good with the Switch is they make like a Kirby game and they make like this this uh, Mario game that's good for younger kids, kids that are just learning how to play video games. So he can play as like this rabbit character because he can play as Mario, Luigi, yeah, Toad. Yeah, Nabbit. Nabbit is from what? I'm assuming Rabbids? I don't know. Okay. He, he looks like he, he like lo- has a little money bag and yeah, he looks like he, like he belongs from like uh, the Rapids games or whatever. But anyways, he's technically invincible when it comes to like people trying to like hurt him, like like like, uh, like a mushroom he, yeah, or something he can just, like that. Like, run through it, right? But lava still hurts him, falls still hurt him. So like the he's uh, his bane is uh, like what do they call them? Jump, jump puzzles and stuff like that. Those can be a problem. But with his help, the two of us are making it through the game really good. And he's been actually very helpful, which is surprising to me. Like, I thought I was going to have to carry him the whole entire time or just be stunk, or just be stuck and never get anything done. But uh, with his help, like, if there was a, a, a problem area that's got, like, a lot of bad guys in it, I'll just send him in. He'll kill them all. And then I'll just get us through, like, the jump, uh, the jump puzzles really easily. Anyway, I've been having a blast playing with them, and I. This is the kind of the moment that I've been waiting for, being able to play with my son, being able to play video games with my son, and actually enjoy it. I thought you were getting mad because. Um, part of the new Super Mario Brothers is like, there's some competition, so like you th- you can pick people up and like chuck them down a pit and then go get your. We're not doing that. What do you mean? No, I, I, I guess I didn't know that was a thing. You can pick people up and just throw them off the edge? Yeah. Well, he's never done that to me, and I've never done that. <laughs> no, we have knocked each other off by accident, not on purpose. Or like, I will knock him off by accident. Like, we're both trying to jump up onto something, and I'm jumping a little bit higher than he is. So he goes, hits my feet and falls to his death, and he's just livid. But I, I love watching him rage. Because I'm used to myself being the only person in the world. Is he like a mini Steve? He's like a mini Steve. No, because you're just he's really like a, angry. He's like a mini Steve, and I enjoy it. It makes me happy to see him rage or freak out when it, when it comes to like dying or something like that. Or he's like falling, and he's trying to like jump as fast as possible to, like, to bounce off the walls to keep himself from falling into the pit. So he's like, ah! And it, it's just it's so fun watching him freak out, trying to stay alive. Uh, and then he's just laughing. We, we, we're having a great time, and that's... Uh, something I want to say thank you to Nintendo for being able to bring to a younger crowd 
I mean, he's he's. Do you have to... Mario Kart? Yeah, I have Mario Kart, but it hasn't been a real big hit in my house. Well, maybe he's still young, but they, they it has that auto steering and auto driving. Right, it does. Agreed. And we have that on for him. Uh, I tried, we tried to play that this weekend, but at least I guess I tried to play it this weekend to see if I could get him into it. But we mainly just played Mario. We played a lot of Kirby together. Yeah, Kirby's a really good one. It's a really it's a great game. These are great games to play together. Did you look at Mario are, Party? Uh, I no. Hmm. That'd be a fun one too. It's more of like a interactive board game. Okay. Because then it doesn't matter. I don't know if it matters how old he is, but like, sure, it's kind of like mini games. And off to check it out. But either way, I'm. This is the the perfect system. It's become more perfect as time has moved on. Like uh, when I first got it, I loved it for all of its unique technical or tech value. Like the fact that it could do all these amazing things. Like for instance, this weekend we just brought it around with us wherever we went. We didn't just play it at home. We played it uh, elsewhere. We just took off the controllers. We were playing Mario right wherever we were. It was fun. Um, but also because of the games and the way that they target a younger generation. Well, they, at least they allow a younger Correct. or an inexperienced I, person to at least enjoy it. Good point. With multiplayer. Correct. Uh, that's one of the best features that I like about Nintendo, too. And why I have leaned more toward Nintendo than like my even my Xbox doesn't get turned on. Right. I, I still, I think, today consider myself to be an Xbox gamer, even though I have not turned on my Xbox in probably a month and a half. If, if that's, that's insane. I mean, I mainly am just a mobile and Nintendo gamer, but I still consider myself to be an Xbox gamer. That's because you just, you pay that live. I do. I, I keep handing them money every yeah. single month. That's so sure. that... that you you pay so much for that Xbox Live that you that's have true. to be considered an Xbox gamer. That's true. But all right, I think that's it for today. Unless you have anything more, thing more to add. No, I got more stuff to fix. All right. Well, then we'll wrap it up right there. If you guys want to see anything about the monsters or see any of the videos that we created uh, with with the monsters on there, we have it all on our Facebook page. Just go and search for flipping and mashing. You'll find us on there. Uh, again, we're also podcast wise we are on every single possibility you can find us on we're on spotify we're on anything that you like to listen to we're there we're even on sega genesis yep if that was a thing (laughs) (laughs) all right you guys have a great day adios amigo